The following audio is from Central Christian Church, located in Portales, New Mexico. To connect with Central, go to centralwired.org.
But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7.
church <clears throat> you know uh, a lot of times we take we talk to people and, and and they tell you that the bible says this or jesus said that and here's some of those phrases that sometimes they tell you to do and and, and i'm sometimes i wonder if maybe we need to re, re rethink those things this is this is a short list of Things that Jesus never said, but sometimes we think maybe he did, was first is listen to your heart. That's going to get you in trouble. Be true to yourself. Another one of those that might get you in trouble. Trust your gut. Well, that one got me in trouble sometimes. Feel good about who you are. Happiness is what matters, and just be a good person. Well, I'm going to tell you this morning what Jesus actually said. In Luke 9:23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's what he said. All those other things, they just there to make you feel good. The bottom line is you have to follow Him. And we do these things this morning, this communion, in remembrance of what He did for us. And simply all we have to do now is follow Him. Listen to Him and follow. So as you take the elements this morning, all I'm asking you to do this morning is listen to Him and follow. Let us pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, God, we come to you this morning. Father, we just come humbly before you and know that we've listened to some of these statements that uh, don't necessarily follow truth. And Father, we just want to listen and follow you this morning. So Father, we thank you and we praise you for all that you do for us and all that you're going to do as long as we will continue to keep our eyes upon you. We thank you for your death, your resurrection. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. William Shakespeare, as you like it. Did you know the word for hypocrite in the Bible, hypocrites in the Greek, literally translates as an interpreter from underneath? Did you know that? It's one who wears a mask. That's what it means. The ancient Greek actors spoke from underneath that mask. And so eventually then the Greek word evolved to refer to any person who was wearing a figurative mask and pretending to be someone or something that they are not, a hypocrite. Now, we've talked a lot about masks at great length for the last couple of years. But to tell you the truth, some of us have been wearing masks for a long time. We want to portray a certain virtue. We want to come across as better as we are. Maybe, just maybe, we just, we just want to fit in. If we're not careful, then our masks begin to hide our intentions. They begin to hide our imperfections, our motivations. And when we take them off, because eventually we do take them off, what will we see? Are we pretending or are we authentic? Do we live our lives with integrity or are we pretending to be somebody we're not? Welcome online if you're tuning in, on the radio if you're tuning in. We are in the middle of this road trip series, and our road trip started with Jonah, Jonah 1 and 2. And this was a quote from last week, empty words lead to empty actions. There's going to be a series of questions today, thought-provoking questions for me, for you. And the first one is this, do our beliefs match our behaviors are they in sync not the band numbers 22 22 through 35 i'm sorry i didn't know where that came from numbers 22 22 through 35 is where we are today we are in our road trip series we are going to be taking a look at one of the most peculiar stories in the bible it also happens to be one of my Favorites. We're going to talk a lot about integrity today. And I want you to put yourself in the main character's shoes. I want you to see if this is how you would respond given the situation that he is in. So Numbers 22, 22 through 35, as we start this morning, turn in your Bibles with me. Here we go. Balaam's donkey and the angel. But God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn her into the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. 
Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me? These three times. And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you, because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside before me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now, therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So I don't know about you, but it seems like we just got here in the middle of the movie, right? Like we don't really know what's going on at all. So let's get a little bit of backstory. The Israelites are on the move. They're headed to the promised land. They're super close, in fact. And the king of Moab knows that no one has been able to stand in their way, in the way of their God. And so he is completely terrified. And so he comes and he speaks to the elders of Midian. Now think of Moab and Midian as allies. And together they hatch a plan. Now their idea is to approach this guy, Balaam. Balaam's a diviner. And he's got an international reputation for producing effective blessings. In fact, this is something that is said of Balaam. Whomever you bless is blessed, and whomever... You cursed is cursed. So they go before Balaam and they said, we need you to curse a people. They don't say who the people are. The people are the Israelites, God's people. They leave that detail out and it doesn't really affect him one way or the other. There is a Latin phrase as we were doing our fruit of the spirit study for our couples together we came across this essay, quam videri. It's actually the motto of North Carolina. Um, ours is grow as you go, if you wanted to know that. Um, essay quam videri means to be rather than to seem. To be, to be who you say you are all of the time. This is this idea. Now, Balaam seems like a model of piety. He seems like he's loyal to the Lord, but mm, not so much. And so Moab and Midian gather an entourage. They go together and they take fees for divination. Um, 
maybe some extra money to pass underneath the table, right? As a bribe, they need him to say what they pay him to say. This is what they're coming to talk to Balaam about. Look, I don't care who you're for. Say this, and then this will happen. This is their idea. And Balaam talks to them, hears their presentation, and says, stay here. Stay here, stay the night, and I will bring back word. And Balaam comes back, and he brings back word, but not all of it. You see, the Lord told Balaam, you will not curse those people. You will not. I forbid you to. This is a non-negotiable. So Balaam comes back and he says, the Lord won't let me go with you. Here's the first quote for integrity. Clear is kind, unclear is unkind. This quote by Brené Brown is one of my favorites. And it's something that I'm trying to work on because I struggle with this. I, I get nervous and I leave out part of the story, right? If Balaam had told them from the get-go, the Lord will not allow me to curse a people. Would they have come back? And they do come back. The second time is, is more distinguished. Uh, more, more money is involved. And it's funny the way that he phrases it. Balaam is trying to keep up appearances. He's got his mask on to seem rather than to be. And he says, silver and gold, and I could not go beyond the command of the Lord. Proclaims this. All the money you have to give, I can't go beyond the command of the Lord. I'm not going to tell you what the command of the Lord is, but I can't go beyond it. Have you ever asked a question you know the answer to? <laughs> As kids, I remember, you know, there were, there were nights, there were weekends when I wanted to go out. Hey, Mom, can I? She's already told me a hundred times, no, you are not going out. You are grounded. We didn't have phones then. It was a dark time, right? But for whatever reason, I had gotten in trouble and I was not allowed, but I was still going to ask the question, even though I knew the answer, Right? And then we become parents, and our kids sometimes ask questions that they know answers to. But they ask them anyway, trying to wear you down. And it's almost like Balaam's doing the same thing. Because at the very end of the silver and gold proclamation, he says, But wait, stay right here. I'm going to go talk to God, and I'll bring you back my answer. And the Lord changes his mind. Seems that way, because he says, go, but only do what I tell you. God's not a taskmaster. At the end of the day, God's desire is for us to make the right choice. That's his desire. It's called free will, right? It means that we're able to find that fork in the road, and we're able to make the decision of which way to go. That choice is dependent on us, but God's desire each and every time 
is for us to make that right choice. And it says God's anger was kindled. That's where we pick up in the story today. God's anger was kindled. Why? I think maybe it's because Balaam is a little too ready to go, isn't he? I think this is what angers God. And it says, An angel of the Lord appeared and took his stand. And right away the angel appears. Right away we know that, that Balaam has been crossways at this point. And Balaam's donkey turns off the road and heads into a field. Scared, terrified. So Balaam struck it. Struck her. Beat his donkey. They go a little further and the angel of the Lord set up in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on each side. And in the process of trying to avert disaster, his donkey scrapes, crushes his foot against the wall. Image is what people think we are. Integrity is what we really are. We began to see Balaam's image disintegrating. We may have worn a mask for a really long time, but at some point we take the mask down and people see who we really are. Are in adverse situations, in times of conflict, when when situations are dire, people see our true colors, and that is what our integrity. It's where it comes in. It's not about image anymore. and we've heard when we're on the path, when we're on the journey, that maybe it's resistance, right? We've, we've heard it, it's maybe, maybe it's the enemy, right? It's the devil trying to hold us back. This is something that God has promised to us. And so there's going to be some friction. There's always going to be a little difficulty in the process. We just need to keep going, right? And absolutely, 100%, there are times in our lives when we must continue, when we know it is the enemy that's attempting to thwart our plans. We've all said that. But if we're honest, sometimes we force the issue, don't we? We already know the answer. God's already given us the answer. But instead, we've decided that maybe he meant something different. And we're on this path. And the third time, the angel stood in a narrow place with nowhere to turn. And his donkey laid down. And it says Balaam's anger was kindled. Same phrasing as God's anger. But here's the difference. God's anger is a righteous indignation. Balaam's anger, self-righteous, prideful, selfish, wanting to get what he wanted. So in anger, he strikes his donkey again. He even says, if I had a sword, I would kill you. Never mind the angel of the Lord holding a big old sword that he can't even see, right? Just borrow that guy's. 
And he takes down his mask yet again. And we see Balaam's true colors. It's, it's much different than a guy that's saying, hey, I'm a diviner and I can go ahead and give you the blessings that you want and I'm a pretty big deal and here he is beating his animal. How far are you willing to go to get what you want? How far is too far? How many people are you willing to step over in order to attain your goals? Heard in the process. How many things are you willing to say? Balaam's trying to save face. It says his two servants are with him. So we know at least two people are there, right? The entourage has gone before him, most likely. They know the direction to go. But how far along are they? I mean, could they turn back around and see this interchange? I mean, this dude is not some kind of diviner if he is going full rage on his animal, right? Maybe we got the wrong guy. But Balaam's on a mission, and this animal is not going to get in his way. Your true character is most accurately measured by how you treat those who can do nothing for you. How do you treat those people that can't really offer anything to your goals, to your journey, other than connection and friendship and community and love and mercy? And that's a whole lot, right? But when we think in terms, we're like, what can I get from you? If I can't get what I need... But your true character is how you treat those people. Do you treat them the same way you treat other people? When you, when you walk down the street, are you nice to them? And you go home and you yell at your family. Are you authentic? The donkey said, what have I done to you? Now, this is not the craziest part of the story for me. The craziest part for me is that Balaam is not affected by the fact that his donkey just spoke to him. Like, my first words would be, you can speak? Like, you could have been giving me directions this entire time, right? Don't use east and west, just tell me, go to Sonic and turn right. You could have said all of these things, you could have helped me the entire time. There's no surprise. It's just an answer, like, it's normal. He says, you've made a fool of me. Well, if you're asking, donkey, who I didn't know was talking, but now you are, you've made a fool of me. The donkey says, you've ridden me your whole life. Have I ever treated you this way? There are two talking animals in the Bible. One is a serpent who speaks lies and deception. And the other is a donkey who speaks the truth. How do you treat those who speak the truth? Do you get defensive? Do you shut down? Do you tell them they're wrong? Do you refuse to listen? Are you open to what they have to say, willing to change 
I'd love to tell you right now that I, that I am totally that last person. I am not. It is a process for me, just like it's a process for you. We are all on this journey. But this is my heart's desire at this point in my life. This quote, my goal is to speak the truth in love. There are a lot of people speaking the truth with no love. And there are a lot of people talking about love without much truth. I think it's possible to be somewhere in the middle. That doesn't mean I'm going to be wishy-washy. I'm a recovering people pleaser like a lot of you. And it depends on the day for me. But at the end of the day, I've got to be willing to speak truth, but do it in love. Do it in love. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just a clanging symbol, Paul says. I guess the kicker of the whole thing is Balaam thought he was special because God spoke through him, right? He had elevated himself. But now God's speaking through his donkey. And Balaam's got more baggage to work through, right? But maybe, maybe this is actually good. Maybe this will get Balaam's attention, change his heart. God is able to communicate through whomever he chooses. I think sometimes we forget that. Everybody meet Jackson. Jackson is Miss Billy's donkey. Cutest thing ever. God is God. God chooses to speak through a donkey. God chooses to, to speak through anybody. That is his prerogative. He's able to communicate through whomever he chooses. But here's what we do. We, 